Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 85. It's time to wake up with Julie Caraccio. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here, your host as always. Got another good show for you this week. Try to do that every week, and I think we do. This particular episode is brought to you by 7daypodcastlaunch.com. You guys are still thinking about starting a podcast and you still don't know where to begin or how to begin. Check this out. I'll send you an email a day for seven days covering the basics of podcasting with you through very, very short videos and audio. I think you'll find it very digestible. Uh, simply just go to the number 7, 7 or you can text podcast launch, all lowercase and no space, to 678-506-7543 to get enrolled and get started. That's been a lot more popular than I would have ever expected. So pretty cool. Check it out. Um, it is totally free. And uh, we actually have a new uh, podcasting for entrepreneurs membership community spinning off from that. And uh, it'll never be on the website. You obviously have to check out the course to see to see that. But just getting like-minded folks together that all want to support each other and leverage podcasting as part of entre- entrepreneurship. So pretty cool. Well, today I've got a, a great guest as always. Um, I wanted to pose a question to you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, before we dive into the conversation. So if you think about your business or even your life, either way, and you think about something that you want to do that you haven't done, maybe it's a different direction, a different service, um, a new focus, it could be a lot of different things. I want to ask you, how many times are you willing to fail to get that? It may seem like a weird question, but it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what I say. It's all about what we do or what we don't do. And, you know, here lately, I'm making some, some, some adjustments, some moves in my own business. And, you know, part of that experiencing new things comes, you know, a lot of failure is part of that, which is fine. I have no problem failing, but it takes you back to that, that place when you first were getting going, trying to carve out a niche for yourself. And, uh, it's like, I remember very quickly, you know, it's an endurance race. It's it's not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. So patience is a big piece of this game, and so is endurance. And I want to ask you, you people listening are in various stages of success. Uh, some of you may not have even started a business yet, but how many times are you willing to fail to get to where you want to go? You know, I'm, I'm fine failing until I don't feel it anymore and I just go numb to it because... If you stop at any point, if you stop, what you're guaranteed is not to have success. Because if you stop before the point of success and you don't go any further, how can you have success? So you have to go into whatever you're doing or trying to do with the understanding that there's going to be failure. There's going to be setbacks, could be embarrassment, could be loss of money or pride or whatever. But to get to where you want to go, it's it's just part of the process. So think about that this week. Think about what you want that you haven't quite got yet in life. And I'm not talking about a new car or something like that. I'm talking about, you know, a much bigger picture. 
But ask yourself, what am I really willing to, to do? How many times am I really willing to fail to get there? So just a thought. All right, let's get into the conversation that I had with Julie. I enjoyed it. I know she enjoyed it. And I think you guys will as well. Let's check it out. What's happening, everybody? I've got another amazing guest with me this week. I've got Julie Caraccio. And let me tell you what I know about Julie. She is the CEO of her own business, Reawaken Your Brilliance. She's an entrepreneur, obviously, a speaker, a trainer, podcast host of the Clearing the Clutter Inside and Out podcast with 187 episodes. That's awesome. That's way ahead of us. And she does various types of coaching as well. Julie, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how did you arrive at this business concept and how did you get to where you are now? Tell us about your story a little bit. Well, it's really funny. Every day I say gratitude for a business that was horrible. I was in a job and it was the worst job I'd ever been in, was just treated really poorly. And I said, you know what? I can't continue my life like this. So what am I going to do? And so I had some time. I didn't want to make any rash decisions. And I said, what could I do that I'd be good at, but also that I would love, that I'd be excited to get up in the morning? And so I came up with professional organizing. And prior to Reawaken Your Brilliance, my business had been called Healing Through Organization. And I was doing the business and a couple of different things happened. I was mainly focusing on organizing and I'm really passionate about that because I could see how it could heal people's lives. And then I started doing two things happened around the same time. I started doing an internet TV show called reawaken your brilliance. And when I would go to help people clear clutter and get organized, I had a client say to me, can we just talk? And I said, absolutely. You're the client. It's whatever you want and need. I'm happy to accommodate. And we ended up talking for about three hours. And after that, she was able to express some things. We were able to have a conversation. And she said, okay, I'm ready to clear clutter. I'm ready to get organized. She had to express things. And so that kind of led me down the path of doing the life coaching. And then at the same time with the show, I kind of had this aha moment. You know, it's really it's about the organizing, but it's more about clearing clutter. And so I thought, you know what? I love organizing and talking about clearing clutter and having people be more mindful. And I switched the business name to reawaken your brilliance because when I really thought about it, that's what I'm supporting people in doing. You know, I, I love the name of your business as much as I love my own. Uh, that's funny, but here's what I, what I like about about it so much is just the the name "Reawaken Your Brilliance." Mm -hmm. there, there's no explanation needed. It's powerful by itself, and man, it, it's uh, very very good. So I love that. Thank you. I have a great story about that too. I was before starting the show. I went to a studio and I had a producer and he was like, come on, you got to get started. I was like, ah, I need to come up with a name. And so I kept kind of playing around with Thrive and I'm like, eh, that's not exactly what I'm going for. And I Googled and there were like a million things with Thrive and I sat down to meditate and literally how I like to explain it, reawaken your brilliance just kind of came through the top of my head. I got up and I said, ah, that's it. Googled it. There was nothing. And I said, here we go. We've got the name of the show. That's awesome. You know, what's funny with, with Intentionally Inspirational, I was asleep and mm -hmm. I was blogging at the time, but I didn't really have, I was just kind of trying to inspire people just talking about stuff. And I was going to do, I don't even think I had the podcast in my mind yet, but I woke mm -hmm. up out of a dead sleep 
and I just said intentionally inspirational. I said it out loud. I said, I don't know what that mm-hmm. means, but it's going to change my life and it's going to be awesome. And that, that's just, it just like came to me. I did the same thing. I jumped on the uh, the iPhone by the bed and went to GoDaddy and said, oh, that's available. And so I, I don't know where it's going, but we're going to roll with it. So very cool. That's fantastic. And I so love the podcast you're doing because if you're listening and you have the entrepreneurial spirit, go for it. I think we really would benefit by having more entrepreneurs doing their thing, sharing their passion. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about what I like to call head trash and how it may <laughs> impact that startup experience. When when I say startup experience, I'm really kind of honing in on that zero mm-hmm. to three year mark because my thought mm-hmm. is if you've made it past three years, you've you've beat the odds, you know, uh, you figured out mm-hmm. something right. So I'm really kind of, you know, honed in on those early, early starters there. Well, one thing I would say is know that you have worth. I don't care if you are on day one, you have worth, you've made the commitment to do this. I'll share a quick story. I had been in business, I think about a month or two, and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. And someone said to me, you know, there's someone that needs your help. And she lives about 90 minutes away. And, you know, why don't you come down and, you know, she can't pay you that much. And I said, no, I didn't have any clients at the time. I just started my business and I just said, no, I know I'm worth something and I'm not going to drive an hour and a half each way and do all this work to get paid next to nothing. Now I say that also with a caveat of, and, you know, for instance, I've donated hours to charities that I support and I have zero problem with that. But early on, you have to understand and appreciate and know that you have worth in what you're doing. Don't undercut it. Don't sell it off. Know that there is value to what you're doing because trust me, there are plenty of people out there that will be happy to have you work for free. Another thing people might approach you to barter. Again, if it's something that works for you, that's okay, but be very aware of that. I don't like to barter because I want to pay you for your skills and I ask that you pay me. So that's one thing that I think is really important when you're beginning at knowing your worth and getting out there, networking, depending on what you do. I have business nationally, and but you can network online and do things nationally. I was really local when I started, so I was constantly getting out there and networking and meeting people because people like to do business with people they know and trust. You know, you are a podcaster, so you know that's a way people are going to get to know you through your hosting and how you ask questions and, and everything. And so it's really important, I think, to get out there and network and meet people. Absolutely. What would you, and this is kind of a spinoff of the same thing, but what would you say to people that have the, you know, the family or the quote unquote friends saying, you can't do that. You need to just stay where you are and be happy with what you have, that kind of stuff. Oh, you completely ignore it. And you find your tribe, you find your people who support you and who believe in you and think you're awesome. In 2011, so I'd been in a business about two years, a little over two years, I won a national award for most friendly eco-organizing professional organizing service. No one thought that I would win. I was up against a couple of people who were living in LA. I flew out for the awards. I had lived in LA for 10 years. And so I got to go back and see friends. So I was like, "Ah, I'm going to take a trip and do it. No one thought I would win. And I did. And that's because I believed in me. And even if you're listening and no one is believing in you, you continue to believe in yourself. One thing that I would do for the award is I'd do my Oprah voice and I'd go, I am the eco-friendly winner. 
and I'd walk around my house and I'd say that I was single at the time. We had no cat, so I could go around and be crazy. And, and I kept believing in myself and then I'd let it go. And it doesn't matter if no one believes in you, as long as you believe in yourself. And with those family members that are saying you can't do it, nip it in the bud. Thanks. You shared your opinion. I really appreciate it. And then don't let them go on and on and on. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. And, and with the the person that's got the negative opinion, my first thought is always, well, have you done it yourself? If the answer is no, you're not allowed to have an opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I often think a lot of times in those situations, dream stealers, I like to refer to them, they haven't pursued their dreams. And so here you are, you're out doing it, you're getting ready to rock and roll. And Sometimes that's their frustration because they didn't have the guts to go for it or maybe for other reasons weren't able to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, misery loves company and mm -hmm. uh, people feel better about themselves if they've got a bunch of people around them at the same place. So yeah. that's very, very true. So let's talk for a second about a cluttered office or even a cluttered inbox or Google Calendar. How can this ripple effect go through all phases of a business for somebody? Well, I believe one of the things that I do a little differently than most people is I have a definite different definition of clutter. A lot of times you're taught great examples of clutter in the office. I believe that clutter is stuck energy, stagnant energy. I mean, you can literally feel that it's also delayed decisions, but when you really boil it down to it, it's anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. If you have a cluttered inbox, that's going to sometimes clutter your mind. That can also affect your emotional state of health. That can affect your relationships. It can really kind of have a snowball effect. So if you clear your clutter, I'm kind of cracking up that you mentioned the office because this is where I'm speaking to you from. And we have cleared just decluttering, done our annual purge. Ah, and it feels so good to be here. My mind feels sharper. I can think I'm doing this interview with you. I can be present. And when you have all that clutter in your life, it just becomes interference. It prevents you from doing what is really important absolutely this kind of made me laugh i was just thinking so i'm we have uh three floors in our house and that top floor is just like a finished attic space kind of a bonus area mm -hmm. it's probably about 90 degrees right now it's so hot Whoa. up here but down below me is the, the staircase runs down into my office it's kind of a, a weird little setup but it works out just fine for this but down below me, when I took that room that we weren't using and made it into my office, I said, guys, this is going to be a clean room. There's not going to mm -hmm. be anything in here that doesn't need to be in here. And as I sit here right now, my six-year-old daughter has dollhouse and toys <laughs> all over the place. And she, she just likes to be in there and hang out with dad while I'm doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I don't pay attention to it. A few weeks go by. I'm like, good Lord, we have a problem. We need to uh, get this stuff right. back out of here because it starts to... Uh, you know, become unnecessarily overwhelming. And it's like, guys, I, I want the whiteboard clean or I want my hot projects up there and I don't want to see this stuff everywhere. So there's definitely a correlation there. I can see it. It's, it's real for sure. You know, if you think about it, if you're sitting in a cluttered room, whether it's your office or someone else's, and then go to a room that's really clean and it doesn't have to be a minimal, minimalist, it just has to be organized and clutter-free, you can literally feel the difference. Oh, yeah. Another example for you. So we just in our back living room, we just got new carpet today. And so my wife and I got home from fireworks last night, got the kids in bed. It was about midnight. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we have 
carpet people coming mm-hmm. in the morning. So we had to get all the furniture out. We're up to about 2 a.m. And while I'm pulling drawers out, in my mind, I'm thinking, I just need to take this to the garage and dump it out in the dumpster, just get rid of it. Because if it was up to me, we would have like minimal stuff. So mm-hmm. my wife looked at me. She's like, I got an idea. This thing needs to go. And actually getting rid of some furniture and some things we don't need. And like you say, right now, there's there's only like two couches and two tables in the back living room and not everything's back in there, but it looks so nice. It feels better. You actually can get in the room and not just feel stuff around you. And I really, really like that. So, uh, man, I definitely uh, understand with what, you know, understand what you're talking about. You and I are on the same wavelength because my husband just pulled up carpet and put new flooring in our TV room. Uh huh. Yeah. It looks great <laughs> and it feels great. And I said, before we put it all back, we're going to declutter. <laughs> so uh, this is this kind of going off uh, off the notes, which I love to do whenever it feels good. That's the beauty of this. Uh, I noticed that you do a little podcast coaching too. So when you have like a new entrepreneur that wants to start a podcast, like what, what are some of the, the things that you hear a lot kind of for people getting started? Because my hope is there's people listening that have thought about that as well. Oh, I say go for it. I'm so happy that I started podcasting. I think the challenge is for most people – one, they have to be really passionate about it. And because if you don't have that passion, it, you have to keep motivated because, you know, you have to edit, you have to plan. There are many elements that go into making a podcast. And so what I always encourage people to do is what's your passion? And in addition to that, how can you find your niche? I think especially when you're beginning, what is going to separate you from someone else? Like I'm really, hopefully it's clear that it's about clutter on the inside as well as clutter on the outside. And when I started, there may be one or two podcasts that talked about clutter or talked about organization. And, and so focusing on some area and then being really in that niche. But then once you've kind of established yourself, then you can expand a little bit. So I'll talk about organizing, for example, on my podcast. So it's finding that niche and that passion. I think that those are two key elements for doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What three tips would you offer for uh, somebody who's either thinking about starting the side hustle or maybe just getting ready to get going with something? What three tips for startup success would you offer? I would say you can't separate the personal from professional. I talked about how I won an award for eco-organizing. I'm really passionate about being green. I don't make people do it. It's just something I enjoy. And if people are open, I'm like, hey, you know, here we can repurpose to organize or do whatever. So when I first started, I had literally within the first week I'd started my business, I had someone sit down and say, I hate organizers. And instead of running or pulling my hair and screaming, I saw it as an opportunity. So I said, well, why? Let's have a conversation about that. And I realized in this conversation, you know, I'm all about being green and I'm going to bring that into my business. And people said, oh, you're going to be dead in the water. You can't be an organizer and be green. That's a contradiction. Well, I was only one and doing it at the beginning in the state it ended up being a really great bonus for me and i learned from that experience that i can't separate the personal from the professional so bring who you are into your business that to me is a bonus that's why people are going to be interested in your business and interested in hiring you so you just know that you can't separate that i would also say be open to expanding if you're starting your business or your side hustle 
for instance, I started off with organizing. And then as I proceeded, I was like, wow, you know, life coaching really goes well with this. So how can I incorporate that into my business and adding things that I had skills with, but I just wasn't in this one. This is the only thing I can do. We have one box I can check here. How can I take my passion and my skill set and expand that? I think that that's something that's really important. And finally, I would say, and I think this is good for both business and your personal life, have gratitude. Even when you have no clients and nothing is going your way, have gratitude. Oh, I'm thankful that I woke up today. I'm thankful that I got the website done. I'm so grateful that I have the guts to go out there and start my side hustle or start my business because everything is energy. And when you are in the energy of gratitude that lifts you up, that lifts your vibration up and you naturally attract things into your life. So don't give up, don't get into despair, keep in that state of gratitude. I think those are phenomenal tips. Very, very good. I love the piece about being who you are. Authenticity is one mm -hmm. of the things that I value so much in people. I don't have to agree with you, but I can respect you for you being who you are. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's funny when I started to like I, I look at some old just YouTube videos I made, for example, it's very rigid and very uptight. And even I think in my early podcast, I was kind of that same way. But the way I do it all now is of just me. And if it works for you, great. And if not, great. But I think that people pick up on everybody else's authenticity and it's only going to make your business more successful and more, uh, you know, easier for people to connect with. Oh, absolutely. And even if people can't articulate it, they know at some level whether you're the real deal or not. And I, when I first started my podcast, I laughed before we started the show. Jason was like, hey, you're, you know, your sound is great. And I said, I have a professional mic. I cringe when I think about my early podcast episodes because I had done some coaching and they never said get a professional mic. And that's one tip. If you're going to have a podcast, you don't have to spend a million dollars, invest in a decent mic. And so I listen to those early episodes and I think, oh, oh my gosh, Julie, they're so awful. However, I was authentic. I was me. I share all of my mistakes and stumbles along the way. And people were able to connect with that. I, I don't know why I just thought about this. This is like a really random, funny story, but for a short period of time, I was a, a paid host on another podcast, and um, what drove me away from it, honestly, was I had to do it their way, and I just couldn't mm. be myself. But, you know, it's like going back to work for somebody for, for mm -hmm. you. You'd be like, ah. But I was talking <laughs> to this one guest, and the sound quality bothered me a little bit, and we tried to work with what he had, and it just wasn't great. And it was acceptable, but it was kind of on that line, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're probably 25 minutes into this this interview it was kind of a, a more of a rigid interview style and uh all of a sudden i hear like this explosion in the background and like the guy screams and you could like hear all this stuff crashing around <gasps> and for like oh. 10 minutes i have no idea what's going on it's the loudest noise you ever heard so he finally gets back on and in my mind i'm like I, I don't know what to do with this i don't know how i can fix this or whatever but like his air conditioning kicked on and it scared him and he hit his head and like knocked his desk over and it fell on his, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was really, really crazy. But yeah, I agree with you. If you're going to start a podcast, the first thing you need to do is spend at least 50, 60 bucks on a decent yep. mic, get some soundproof foam, get a corner. It's not that hard to get decent sound. 
So absolutely. Very good. Well, you talked about it a little bit. I'd love to hear more about your podcast. What are your episodes like? What do you try to do? How I know you've got 187 episodes. How's that been going for you? Oh, it's been great. I'm going to uh, cross over a million downloads this year. So I'm super excited. Holy cow. Yeah. So we're going to cross over 800,000 this month. So I'm very excited about that because it is a labor of love for me. I love doing the podcast. I, when I hear from people, the stories just move me and it's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about supporting people and clearing clutter and being more mindful, being aware, you know, how can I be a better person? How can I be better in business and then taking action? So we talk about clutter, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual relationships, energetic health, finances, you name it. I've got it covered. Wow. That's, that's awesome. One question for you. So when, when you get to that audience growth, is the, was it real fast for you or is it just kind of a, a patience thing and then it just builds over time or what was your experience like? Cause some people I've talked to have had just ridiculous success in a, a very short amount of time and other people it's been more gradual. What's your experience been like in that? Well, I would say from the beginning. So I started in September 2014. You know, I would love to be like, uh, what's that serial that gets like a million downloads an episode? That'd be, you know, surreal. But um, from the beginning, people were tuning in mm -hmm. and it just has continued to grow, I would say, at a steady pace. Mm -hmm. was, but, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, was the podcast, uh, I guess, was the marketplace, so to speak, was it a lot less crowded than it is now? Have you noticed a big increase in podcasts? I have a little bit uh, and people doing things that are that are similar to clutter. But again, I feel that's why I talked about earlier having a niche. I'm very unique. And even if there was someone who, um, you know, I don't have the corner market on gratitude, for example. You can talk about gratitude, Jason, and you would have a completely different take on it. But there was someone, I believe, for a while who was listening to my episodes and and because I thought, you know, you can't you can't have the same examples and don't waste your energy on looking at this. This was kind of one of these things that this dropped in my lap and someone's like, you need to listen to it because they sound similar and and they're not doing the podcast anymore, but I think that because it wasn't my perspective, I don't know if this is right or not. You can't take someone else and, and try to be who they are. You have to be you and put you in it. If you get an idea from someone else, great, but put your spin on it, put your take on it. Don't use their examples. Don't use their formula. I know that there are podcasters out there that you know work with other people or learn from someone and they use the exact same format. I don't think that that makes you unique and interesting. Come up with your own formula. You can create something. I have a tagline I say at the end and do a little intro a certain way. Trying to be someone else or copy someone else's success is not going to lead to your own success. That's great advice. Well, Julie, what's next for you in your business? Well, I am starting something new I'm very excited about. I am going to be doing... Facebook mastermind supports groups. So the first one coming up is going to be in September. And what that'll be is a, a Facebook support. You're going to have live group coaching sessions and a class I've created on how to have a successful school year. So if you're a parent, you have kids, it's about 
being successful academically and then clearing clutter and getting organized both for children and parents. And I'm very excited. Uh, It's the first time I'm going to be doing it. And I wanted to create something that would be fun, that would involve many people as well as be super affordable for everyone. So that's coming up in September. And I've already planned another one around the holidays because that's a time we can get really crazy and then getting organized at the beginning of the year and then a spring cleaning. And that's all I figured out so far. Wow, I think that's great, a great, great idea. Uh, I know you're going to do well with it. You've got a great energy and a great spirit about you, and I expect nothing but success for you. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. No problem. If somebody listening would love to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way that they could contact you? If you go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, you can follow me on social media. You can schedule a free consultation with me, and anything else you need is all on the website. Awesome. Thank you very, very much for your time today. Um, I really appreciate it and I've enjoyed it as well. Thank you, Jason. And thanks for you. Hats off to what you're doing to inspiring people to be entrepreneurs. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. You too. We are back. We are back to the show. Julie, thank you. Awesome, awesome time. Uh, If you guys want to check out the show notes from this episode, go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 85. You will get conversation highlights. You will get Julie's bio and information there as well. And as you guys go through your weeks this week, I really want you to think about what she talked about during the show and, you know, reawaken your brilliance. That's her business name. It's a phenomenal name, but really do that. Really allow yourself to reach your potential, allow yourself to open up and do some things that maybe you haven't been doing. So, Hope you guys have a great week. I appreciate the ear. We will catch up with you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.